Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 35 of season three of This Osteopathic Life. We are on day eight of the daily podcast adventure for this month of November in 2021. And today we begin the journey through the activation process, which is a program, a curriculum, a concept I have developed that began out of the shift from in-person to virtual treatment with my patients in the clinical space abruptly at the start of the pandemic in March of 2020. And it has evolved to include meditation experience to include virtual treatment, to include self-treatment and check-through, and it's become the core of a curriculum that I utilize to reach physicians and healthcare professionals at all stages of education, training, and practice to address burnout, and we could talk about that word and the concept in a whole other space, but essentially to support the cultivation of health of the individual and of institutions in the houses of medicine. In this program, this protocol, these steps, the stages, the components of the activation process are absolutely applicable to anyone. And it can help to bring you toward a particular goal. It can help with the solving of a problem. And we can look at how that came up the other day as we looked at correcting the past versus being with where we are in this present moment. And the activation process is that framework. And as I shared with you, this is also the core of the book that is coming out in early 2022. And so this is a dose of that. I wouldn't even say a teaser. It can be utilized in its own right. And the book, of course, will dive deeper into that and give you the opportunity to really sit with it and contemplate it and examine how you might put it into practice in your own life. But over these next six episodes, we're going to be taking two of the concepts. There are 12 components of the activation process. We're going to take two at a time and give an overview and see how they might resonate for you. And I love as you listen to these for you to offer back reflections. And that can be at This Osteopathic Life on the website through an email, thisosteopathiclife at gmail.com, on Facebook or Instagram at This Osteopathic Life, and simply share what comes up for you or what questions you have. Again, we're not going to go through this in an exhaustive way, but even in the in-depth exploration, this is not didactic in the nature of here is this, here's exactly how it is, here's what you need to know, here's how you're going to apply it. It's giving you the opportunity to engage, to reflect to investigate, to get curious, to explore, and then create the solutions that work for you in this moment for the questions and queries that you have. And it's designed to be flexible, to be adaptable, to be customizable for you 
and with you as you evolve. I think about this as I think about the way in which I see patients in the clinical setting. And while many times it can look similar from the outside, and I think about when I have students observing me in clinic, I will begin an assessment and treatment often in the same way. Some of that is for the routine, for the familiarity, so that we're not missing something. Right? We are taught in medical school to have a regimented way to go about an examination, whether it's focal or whether it's comprehensive. You do things in a systematic way, and that offers up the opportunity for when there is an abnormality that it sticks out more because you are going about it in the same process. And it draws your attention and you are more likely right, to see all of the things. And even within that, which can seem uniform, it can seem algorithmic, there is still always the uniqueness of that engagement with that person in that moment with their energy, their way of being, the tasks that have happened from the day, those that are pending in that moment. And so even if it's a person you have seen regularly, and even if common areas might be restricted and you're utilizing similar treatment types, there is always a distinct nuance that's happening because you are different in that moment. You were in that now moment for the first and only time, just as the patient is. And that interaction, that synergy, the integration between you is unique to that moment as well. And that is also the nature of the design of the activation process within this osteopathic life is that it gives a structural framework and you can go through the steps in their particular order. You can choose them in various combinations so that you have a rhythm and a routine and a familiarity about it, which allows you to be creative, to lay on top of that, whatever brilliant and beautiful tapestry you have, or you're creating and crafting in that moment. And it will look different each time. There will likely be a style you think about that. I have an artist whose work I have all over my house in their owl paintings, my favorite. And you can tell the same person painted all of them, but none of those owls look the same. There are no common color palettes. There can be some themes and threads and essences, but they all have their own unique appearance. And one was even a recreation because the very first one I was considering, like anything we talk about, sometimes getting over that inertia of starting and then you build your momentum. The first one I had contemplated and then when I finally was ready to go through with it and purchase the painting, it was gone. It hung in one of our favorite restaurants back when we were living in Muskegon. Me and Grace, big shout out, special place in my heart. No longer in existence there, but grateful for the time that it was. And my dear colleagues had the artist recreate that. And so it looked quite like the original but still had been crafted uniquely in that time. And that's the beauty of an original piece of art is while it might be inspired and while they might recreate from the same photo or inspiration, there's still uniqueness. Those brushstrokes were never taken before and never will be taken again in exactly that same way. And so consider that as you step into the activation process and see where the consistency and familiarity can be helpful and where it is a launch pad for you to layer on and get creative with everything that you bring to the process. And so as we begin, the first step is assess. And when we think about assess, we think about taking inventory of what is. 
And this is a space to get really granular and detailed, to actually dive in and simply notice what is there. And you might think, what is where? And I can't help but reference the Bare Naked Lady song that actually came on with Siri the other day. And oftentimes Siri does not acknowledge me, (laughs) doesn't often play the channel that I request. But this one came on and the underwear line, if you want to reference it, you can take a listen. I'll put that link to the song in the show notes. And when I say take inventory of what is, there are some ways and spaces and places that we offer categories in order to help organize and encourage the direction of our investigation. And so we think about in osteopathic medicine, the unity of mind, body, and spirit. And so we look at each of those and simply say, what is, what is happening within for me right now in my mind, mentally? And if we're thinking about the lens of health, you might think of it that way, right? How is the health of my mind and what are the aspects of it? What are the components of that? What am I investing in this space? That might be formal learning. Perhaps you are an active student, an actual enrolled registered student taking classes, getting grades, turning in assignments, right? That's quite possible. Perhaps you are a student of the world, crafting your own curriculum, reading and listening and attending conferences and lectures as you're able. Interesting in this time of moving virtual, right? that's become available on a wider scale. People are engaging with schools of learning that they may not have had access to in a different time and space because they were geographically limited and the school wasn't offering virtual options. I think about that for myself. As I've shared with you in the past, I am a member of the Osteopathic Health Policy Fellowship, a graduate of the class of 2020. And you might imagine, right, that was a whole big evolution and expansion. And it's so interesting because our original meeting back in August of 2019, I have to recalibrate, right, all those different years now have shifted. And it seems like many have transpired in the course of these past two years. I had a conflict because the original proposed dates shifted. And when you agree to sign up, you say, I can attend all of these sessions live. And that was true. And then the dates changed for the fellowship. And I had a conflict as my mother's 80th birthday celebration was going to be that same weekend. And I said, I absolutely can and want to attend. And I cannot attend for these 48 hours. I can come before and I can come after but this commitment was in place prior and the dates were changed. And there was some consideration that perhaps I shouldn't complete the program because orientation was critical and the allowance of virtual participation hadn't been done previously because they wanted to have that in-person investment and engagement, which absolutely meritable and appropriate. And at the same time, because it had pre-existed, right, the agreement was in place before the dates had changed, they allowed for it. And I came and it worked. I could tell that I missed some element of that kind of congealing that happens in that space, but I was able to engage with my classmates and learn the material and meet the graduating fellows. And so it worked out fine. I think it worked out acceptably well for all considered. And then, of course, as we got to the halfway point of the program, everything had to go virtual. And no one expected it. And in our final meeting together, 
there was this sense of what is happening? You know, here we are having traveled from all across the country and seeing what's transpiring and home we went. And then everything shifted in the program. It was all virtual dates and times and managing time zones became quite challenging. And still it worked out unexpectedly. So, and so that as a long aside of the different ways we might be nurturing our mind, our sense of learning or even resting and transitioning from there into body. So what is, what is the inventory of your body? The state right here, you might think of your physical health and we could look very objectively at numbers, right? You might have different measurements from encounters with your physician on the state of the health of your body. You might look at the volume of exercise and the nutrition that you putting in and the quality of sleep that you have, all these different aspects. And we're trying to, again, get specific on details, right? And get to a point where this can be agreed upon by multiple parties and it's not opinion driven. And then what about spirit? And this can mean different things to different people. It can lean into very specifically religion, organized religion and areas of worship. It can mean spirituality. It can be the ways that you're restoring yourself energetically, so it might include meditation and you might begin to see some overlap because we do notice right, the unity of these three, but looking at the inventory, what's the inventory? What is the state of affairs? What's the state of the union? What's the state of being of my mind, of my body, of my spirit? So those are some ways you can engage with inventory. The other three categories that we look at are personal, professional, and public. And we can think about those in the way of roles, in the way of relationships, in the way we could say of requirements or responsibilities. So investigating what is the state of affairs, what's the inventory in my personal state of being. And that might be your direct familial relationships or your close friendships, right? What's happening there? What amount of time are you spending with people? What activities are you doing? And what about professionally? What is your work life, your vocational life looking like right now? You could look at the amount of time you're spending there. You could look at the titles that you have in that space. You could look at the days per week that you're working, the tasks that are expected of you. And then public, this is an interesting one. And at different stages of our life can be more difficult for some of us to identify and notice. But I think of this more as some of the outward facing roles. For me, this can often be the way I'm engaging in my community. So it might be sitting on certain boards or coaching certain teams or interacting with different activities in the sphere of my community. And again, that can be quite local. And in this time, it has also expanded to be more broad, broader in the different virtual relationships I'm able to have and engagements like that health policy fellowship, right? That could be professional and it can be public, engaging outwardly in these spaces. So give yourself some time and take a look. See what is. Take inventory and see if you can take a moment to get really clear that this actually is objectively what is. These are the details. This isn't your opinion of it, what you want it to be. It's simply what it is right now, right? And Pause the podcast, take some time and explore that. 
when you're ready, welcome back. If you are paused in the assess portion of the activation process, we are exploring the 12 components of this over these next six episodes. And we're about to delve into the second component, which is acknowledge. And when we acknowledge, we clarify the relationship of what we observe. And this is the space. And if you noticed in the act of taking the assessment, taking the inventory, you had a lot of opinions, concerns, thoughts about all those details you're putting down on the page in those different categories and spaces in your life. And so here is the space where we do say, okay, let's make sure those were really specific and detailed and granular and objective. And now let's look at all those elements on the paper and notice what we're thinking about them, how we're classifying them. And you might think how we're judging them in this space. Are we thinking this is everything I set out to do or I can't believe this is what I'm doing or this is too much to do or this isn't enough. I haven't done this yet. Right, just looking at all the ways we begin to think about that. We might come up with a lot of I want, I should, I have to, I could, I would about what in those categories. Think about it in the physical health realm. That one, we can often see those thoughts come pouring in. I should exercise more. I should eat less. I should sleep more. We might think about it in those personal relationships. I should spend more time with my family. I haven't called my friends. I want to be more of an effective communicator, like all of those different thoughts we're having about those results we're seeing on the page. And the power in this space is to begin to notice the effect those thoughts have and how they're actually reflected in those elements of the assessment, which are really the current results we have in our life. And we could say even a step beyond, these are the current results we have created in our life. And sometimes that can be an intimidating, maybe an offensive, maybe a daunting way to look at, I've created all of this, right? And what if instead it's an opportunity, a realization, an honoring of all that we can create in our lives? And it can bring forward this sense of all-powerful being and being assumptive and being egotistical even. But what if instead it's being an all-powerful being of oneself, right? You are fully you. You have the most to offer to yourself. And you can absolutely be receptive. And if you think about in that spirit category, you may very much see yourself partnering with a higher power, whatever name you might want to give to that. And also honoring the role you have in that relationship. And so when we're acknowledging, we are seeing that relationship, that we observe the results that we have, and we have all kinds of thoughts, of opinions, of interpretations of those. And so as you are looking at this, I invite you to simply see what is, to see the thoughts you have about it, and to offer to yourself that none of that needs to change. And now why you might be thinking, no, because there's a lot of things I 
don't see on that page that I want to or things that I see on that page that I wish were not there. And there's a lot of things I want to shift in the world. And I welcome you to all of those. And also notice the why behind a desire to make any of those shifts, to erase things from the page, to write new things on the page, to expand that your influence is not just for your page, but for much wider in the world beyond. I am with you, right? The mission of this osteopathic life is for a revolution grounded in love and humanity. And at the same time, beginning from a space of recognition that making any of those changes is not what's going to make you feel better or feel accomplished because those experiences are going to come from however you are thinking and noticing and engaging with the results that you have. And that can feel like a meta moment, but I invite you to just stay with that and just to consider that you have the opportunity to notice and intentionally review and reflect upon all that has been created in your life. And we can look at that creation of your own accord, what you have brought forward, what you have brought forward in partnership with the beauty and power and wisdom of the universe. And you can observe them lovingly, noticing all that is there. And then you can take the next step and see all the ways you think about them, all the interpretations you automatically offer to yourself about why that's amazing or why that's atrocious and why that's enough, maybe more than enough, maybe plenty, maybe too much to even handle and why it's nowhere near what you see is your potential and you can stay with it just as it is. And you can also begin to delineate, oh, I see that I thought this into being, right? I believed this possibility well in advance, and I believed it over and over again. And from that space, this was born. And if there is something I'm still seeking here, what can I believe about it right now? And how can that move me into action, into the manifestation of that being possible? And so assess and acknowledge are where we begin in the activation process. They lay a foundation. They offer us a reference point to which we can return. And they will lead us into the next components as we move forward over these next six episodes, this being the first of those. I'm going to keep these purposefully a bit shorter as we're in this mid-range of the experience. There can be a lot to process with these and also... We always aim for the episodes to be around 30 to 33 minutes. That's my cap. And I want to invite you to, within that same time frame, feel free to pause this, to reflect, perhaps to rewind, because there can be much to take in and to consider. And I also offer to you to allow it to just be, to not have to understand and rationalize it all, but to be with it let it kind of seep in to sink in and to allow whatever reflections come up for you to be the ones 
that are meant to surface at this time. I'll be back tomorrow with the next components of the activation process. And I look forward to walking through these 12 components with you. This is Dr. Millie Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.